Iceland lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. Now this here be the main show episode, where we give our further thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we watched last Sunday. Now, if you called in or emailed in, you might be hearing your thoughts in the podcast. So keep a ruddy eye out for it. And now, let's take a closer look at all the Once Upon a Time treasure we found. Here is Captain and First Mate of the Once Upon a Time podcast. And now, Captain, permission to come aboard? (laughs) Permission granted. My wife is crazy today. (laughs) Crazier than normal. A little bit. A little bit. Normally you're not a morning person. No, but I had my breakfast. Wow. Oh, uh... The the first the first lady no the the first dog lady woke me up early this morning. Mm, so me too. All the show notes are ready to go, and all our pictures are loaded, and we're we're ready to go. I've never been more prepared in my life. Well, see, then her waking you up really early wasn't no, such a bad thing. No, it's not. Welcome everyone to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is the main show about New York City Serenade and the episode coming back from the long hiatus. Mm -hmm. And my name is Jeff Roney, and I'm joined by my lovely wife. Colleen Roney. And she's on fire. (laughs) Not literally, (laughs) but I mean, she is. (laughs) This is podcast number 208. The show notes with all the links, notes, pictures, and maybe surprises can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 208. So, we watched the episode last night. We did. Again, for the second time. Yes. And that means... Uh, Now this here be Views from the Deck. Take it away, Cap'n and First Mate. We shall, and we did have some thoughts, and yeah, I thought actually this time for the first thoughts we caught a bunch of stuff. Oh, we totally did, and I was furiously writing notes, and I was pretty happy with our first. It's almost first thoughts and a half. It's really mm-hmm. not just first thoughts because we try and give as much as possible right up front because right. I know people do. People love to listen to first thoughts. And not necessarily the main show. So if I say hi to those First Thoughts people, they probably won't hear me. (laughs) But anyway, this is where we kind of fill in the rest of the gaps. And we really appreciate the emails, the Facebook posts, the Twitter Mm -hmm. tweets. And I've included more and more. And it took a lot of time, but they're all here. So thank you, everyone, for helping us out. Because that's what this show's about. It's not just about what we think. It's about what you think. And I call it a family affair where we all come together and we all share together. Yes. So the first thing uh, on our newer list when we watched yesterday is there was a Star Wars shout out and I missed it. Yeah. And Colleen saw it right at the time we were watching. And as Emma leaves after being uh, asked to marry Walsh, mm-hmm. we see 
the address on the establishment to the left of the exit of the Austria. Austria. Austria restaurant. Yeah. And it could be Oz or it could be Austria. Right. But and, there was a tree in the logo yes. for Austria, by the way. With wind was, yeah. blowing through and, yeah. and leaves were coming off of right. it. Right. So. Which leads me to think you may be more correct in saying Oz, which, um, yeah. you know, just kind of fits very nicely with the whole tornado thing. So, but anyway, the address. Of but the these- address to the uh, establishment to the left, I'm very interested in because it was 1138. And if you are. A Star Wars fan of any ilk that kind of gets it all, we we all know that George Lucas had a previous uh, film called THX 1138, and the one he did in college was THX 1138 GFX 0972, whatever. But um, also, 1138 was used in the Star Wars film. So mm-hmm. we know that Adam and Eddie are Star Wars fans yeah. as well as Damon and JJ and... All those guys, folks. yeah. So anyway, that was there. I have a, a picture, uh, a screen grab of that uh, in the show notes. So nice. Want to check that out? <clears throat> also, there was a reflection in. Um, I I don't think shots are done for just nothing. I right. think there's reasons why. Exactly. And there was a shot of a reflection of a mirror on the cab that uh, you could see Emma coming out of the. Uh, doorway to the Austria restaurant. Right. And at first I thought maybe somebody was spying on her from the cab. But then you actually had a pretty interesting idea, Mm -hmm. and we'll keep going with it. But you thought that what? Well, to me, the the mirror, it's the side view mirror Mm -hmm. on the passenger door, it looks like. Um, Or possibly the driver's side, but it's probably... Anyway, bottom line is it's, it's the mirror. And it was not perfectly square shaped. It was rather almost rounded, and there were smoke coming up from behind in, in you know the stuff in the background. And I looked at that and I said, "Nobody's watching her. That's the Wicked Witch. That's her crystal ball because it's how she was able to watch Dorothy, right? Yep. And you know the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. And then immediately after you see that shot, Walsh steps out, mm-hmm. and as we know later, he's her head monkey. So kind of interesting that i wonder if she saw that and was able to communicate to him where she was let's go further with that who is the other character that has used well regina uses mirrors for communication and being able to watch people and stuff like that so it's very similar but yeah it's that whole thing of like i said to me because it had that kind of fuzzy Mm -hmm. feel around the edges of the of the mirror because of all the you know smoke and what have you or or um fog or whatever you want to call it was coming up behind that usa today thing and it it did have it in the background but it just felt like the the magic Um, the crystal ball that the witch Mm -hmm. uses. So I I think you're right. And if, in fact, they are related, Regina and Zelina, somehow, or we know that we're going to find that there's some kind of relation, family or whatever. So that could be something that Zelina learned Mm -hmm. from Regina. Mm -hmm. Or or taught her. Right. Because we don't know. I mean, we we assume Mm -hmm. Rumpel taught her everything. Mm -hmm. And there's a possibility that maybe she learned a few things from Zelina. Or it's possible she taught Zelina since Rumpel was her mentor. She turned around and mentored Zelina. But it'd be real interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, nobody wants to teach someone and then have that that person turn on you. (laughs) 
Nobody. So well, I mean, let's it's face, interesting. Let's face facts. Yeah. I mean, even in the Star Wars universe, yeah. Yeah. the master, the apprentice becomes the master. The apprentice yeah. out performs Learn, the master, yeah. outlearns the master, and becomes the master, and gets rid of the master. So, I mean, there's all kinds of connotations with that. You bet. So, All right. And there was another mirror shot of Emma when she was walking in her apartment. Yeah. And the, the lovely legs, I was enamored <laughs> of the legs, but you pointed out that it was another mirror shot of the mirror on the side, which showed basically two Emmas. Right. In, in a way. Right. And visually in films when you do that you're showing the two sides of a character right and they used it in psycho and and all that kind of stuff showing someone is the person that you see but also something else right and so it's almost like could emma be dorothy i mean everything points to emma being dorothy in this scenario yeah yeah it's a very real possibility maybe not but we know that that Emma is oh. too. Well, let's go with that for a second because something okay. just popped in my head. All right. So let's assume that Emma is the Dorothy yes. in this. Mm-hmm. What did Dorothy do in the Wizard of Oz? What was the whole crux of this? Well, she w- wanted to go home, or before she went home, what she, what happened to make her want to go home? She went to Oz. Right? How'd she get mm-hmm. to Oz? What happened when she got to Oz? Her house landed on the Wicked Witch of the East. Right. So how do we know that it, we're talking about relation and who's related mm-hmm. to who and whatever? Yeah. What if Zelina and Maleficent were sisters? Mm. And Emma killed Maleficent. She destroyed Maleficent. That's right? great. Yeah. No, that's that's great. I never so, thought of that. So in theory, out of revenge for her sister's death and knowing that it was Regina who encouraged, because again, if Zelina can see the mirrors and has the power to reach mm-hmm. into this world, mm-hmm. then by all means, that would that would be a nice little, you know, wrapped up theory is that Zelina and Maleficent were sisters and because dragons are typically green. Yeah. Not always, but you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, that's right. traditionally, you right. have green dragons. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, Zelina could very well be Maleficent's sister, and her revenge is on both Regina and Emma because of, mm-hmm. and she, I mean, I know we saw in the preview for next, for tomorrow's episode that, you know, she's going to have her revenge. We're assuming it's a, a revenge on Regina, but it may not be. Right. And I, I I keep my ear to the ground a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to every Once Upon a Time fan podcast out there. I mean, Once Upon a Time podcasts that are out there. <laughs> We're the only fan podcast. Anyhow, but I have not heard that. I've not heard that. So I'm not saying no one mentioned that, but I mean, that's very interesting. No, but I mean, if you, follow, if you follow the logic, no, I, I if you totally think agree. about it, mm-hmm. that makes the most sense because we're assuming that Regina and Zelina are related or friends or whatever. And there's a possibility that because, you know, Regina or Zelina is Maleficent's sister. You, you build a great case. And there are a lot of times where... You know, sometimes people, even me, get a gut feeling. Oh, I think so-and-so is this and then this. But building a case is really, I, I think, really cool in the idea of theories. Yeah, I mean, it's say, a possibility. Da, da, da. Anyway, you know, anyway so good. that's what I'm very saying. Good. is I, That's why I think that the Dorothy theory of her being Dorothy is, you know, in, metaphorically speaking, obviously a house didn't land on 
her sister, unless it did, and it's something else. But but bottom line is, her, if Maleficent is her sister, and Emma is one who basically destroyed Maleficent, then That's it solid. stands to reason mm-hmm. that she is the Dorothy figure in this in this scenario and the revenge is because again think about it that's why she sent walsh there to woo emma right what better way to destroy her Mm -hmm. than to get her to fall in love with a crazy monkey flying monkey who can shapeshift by the way clearly right and then um which and, is another Regina trait, right? That we've and again, seen and again, and again, let's go down this whole path, which mm-hmm. I also mentioned last night. I'm assuming this is in your show notes, but I, I, I mentioned this last night. Is that Henry is the name of Henry Gale, who was uh, yeah. Dorothy's uncle? No, it's not in the show notes, but that is a wonderful thing. I'm glad you <clears> mentioned. it. <laughs> okay, well, but anyway, what I'm saying yeah, is Henry right. Gale is yet another Henry is another reference to Wizard of Oz. I'm not saying he's the wizard, uh, and he's you know. I mean, he's the uncle, but he's related to Dorothy. True. So again, there's all, there's another connection, so to speak. Henry Gale was also used in Lost because that was Ben's fake name, initial name. Yeah, it was when a, he floated in, it was his uh, fake name in the balloon. Yeah, yep, yep. So I mean, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of connections. Excellent work, excellent work. While you're on fire and you have solid theories, man. I'm feeling it today. We could just stop now, and I think it would be great. All right, we will continue, though. Yes, let's continue. The the level 30, or I'm sorry, the level 23 mention was uh, I was confirmed that it did relate to D23. Okay. There was an interview in the D23 magazine, by the way, <laughs> and someone asked, uh, I hope it's not a big spoiler alert to say, Henry is playing a video game on which he is thrilled to reach level 23. Coincidence? And Eddie Kisses said, not at all. It's absolutely a shout-out to our faithful at D23. So there you go. Nice. Uh, All right. Um, And uh, we're going to leave a link to that, but this site could have spoilers in the rest of the article, so just beware. Okay. All right. uh, Walsh is a lot like... Tamara, to me, yeah, in the sense that uh, one of the goals was to interrupt the path uh, to destiny using love and or romance. Right. And uh, Tamara and Walsh were sent by an evil person, mm-hmm. whether it be Peter Pan or Zelina. Right. And uh, I just was joking around. I said, I hope Zelina didn't send a sand-filled walkie-talkie with Walsh. <laughs> you know, to communicate or something, but I think I think you're right. I think it's going to be mirrors and, and that kind of a thing. Yeah. But uh, uh, I was watching uh, a couple of season one episodes, and walkie talkies have been used before. Yeah, um, uh, Tamara and right. uh, Greg. Right, right. So yeah, um, Team Seven. We didn't talk about it much, but let's talk about Team Seven now. They were there uh, at the. Popping point there by Philip and Aurora. Yes. And I asked in Facebook, will Team 7 have any connection to Oz? And Ashley mentioned that maybe dwarves and munchkins somehow Mm -hmm. have a connection. Oh, sure. We've seen a lot and heard a lot about the flying monkeys. We haven't heard a peep about munchkins. Not yet. But... Mm -mm. You know, I was wondering 
you know, Grumpy has a lot of, he knows a lot of people. I mean, he's the one that knew Rumpelstiltskin back in the day. And so possibly, uh, anyway, so. Yeah. I kind of want to go back to the whole Tamara thing again. Okay. And here's why. Because you mentioned, you said something and that kind of triggered, you know, my crazy rabbit trail. But I don't think it's that crazy. Let's let's take this even further. So we've talked about the timeline a little bit, and and this is where I'm going with this. Walsh and Emma were together for eight months. Yes. So sometime in the four months after they parted ways, Snow and Charming and the fairy tale people and Emma and Henry, four months after they parted ways is when Walsh got sent to New York to woo Emma, right? Right. Presumably that's when he got sent there. Maybe he was sent there beforehand, but bottom line is he was sent there. So what happened in those four months? Remember at the beginning of the episode when, you know, Aurora and Philip were talking and she's like, we have to tell her we can't protect them. Right. She's going to find out and she's going to take her revenge out on our child, blah, 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 blah. So, <clears throat> which, which also leads me to a little side rabbit trail. Sorry. She told them that the ogres had been banished, that everything was fine. Why didn't she mention to Snow and Charming in the group that Zelina was there? Right. So I find that interesting that she didn't warn them of this new danger. Basically, she kind of set them up for, oh, well, too bad, so sad, you're on your own. She kind of kind of made me not like her a little bit. Just saying. Well, we don't know how Zelina connected with them, bumped into them, right. found them. Right. Maybe Walsh was spying on them. Well, he Maybe. was there, clearly, because he bumped into... Are you talking about Aurora, Aurora and Philip? Uh, maybe the the flying well, I'm sure he monkey. Knew, he knew they were. Yeah, he knew they were there. Right. He right. knew they were there, and he probably knew that they had. That's why he went after Snow and Charming and those guys. Yes. Because he was trying to stop them from getting to the castle. I'm sure because he specifically went after Regina and Snow, not the rest of the group. Right. Yep. So, anyway, where I was going with this is so in the timeline he's gone he and emma start the relationship four months after they're parted so in that four months did zelina know that hook was on his way to find a way to get back to emma did she um she figure out that regina and those guys were going to try and figure out a way to get back somehow i mean there's so many possibilities of what's going on right but again it's that timing thing there's something about that four months that happened that forced her to put walsh because at that point in time if she really thought that um, Emma was going to be found by somebody like Hook. If Hook was going to find a way to, you know, get there, if any of them were going to figure out a way to get there, then she would definitely want to make sure that that didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Walsh knew a lot. He knew about the potion. Yes, he did. Specifically. So, right. So he's obviously been spying on her or mm-hmm. he could see it or maybe he recognized, you know, maybe he's got a sense of super monkey sense that smells the potion in her bloodstream. I, something crazy. Mm. I mean, that's kind of crazy, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. But maybe he knew about the potion because, again, he knew that Hook was eventually going to make his way there. And that's why he had to get close to Emma and make her fall in love with him to thwart her from even listening to or paying attention to hook yep did that tie it all up nicely <laughs> kind of sort of come back to where you, you to be honest uh the timeline is my brain bending discussion i just don't i don't <clears> know <throat> but it sounds it sounds good 
So we, we will we will move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So Bay and Bell. We didn't talk. We talked a little bit about Bell. I think we mentioned Bay as yeah. well. Yeah. And my my question is, how will they rescue Rumple? Uh, so in the promo poster, we did see Rumpelstiltskin kind of crouch down in the uh, Yellow Brick Road, right on the Oz side. So uh, myself and Bill Meeks and probably twenty thousand other people, whatever, think that um, Rumpelstiltskin is the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, because first of all, he's quote unquote dead, right, and. So keeping him a secret for a while mm-hmm. would be interesting if he was, in fact, the Wizard of well, Oz. Think about it. The wizard was just a head right. on a throne. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of course, when you pull back the curtain, you reveal there was a man behind it. Yes. So I'm thinking we're going to see some sort of crazy-looking being right. that's not going to be Rumple at all, but it'll have his voice, mm-hmm. you know, in a deep booming or something. Or a voice. Yeah, a yeah, voice yeah, that's yeah, going to sound yeah. like him mm-hmm. or that you, if you really take it into consideration, you realize it's his, but they won't recognize it at first until somebody pulls back the curtain and reveals that he is in fact. Or it could be a statue, Who you knows? know, Who uh, knows? whatever, but yeah, yeah. But bottom line is, that, mm-hmm. that's very plausible. And that would actually be um, the option because I know that, you know, I'm sure some people probably are going, well, he'd be the cowardly lion because, well, you know, he's, he's a coward. Right. But that's almost too obvious. And maybe they'll go that route, but I think it's going to be a little too obvious. Uh, Ryan, a uh, listener of the show, was mm-hmm. tweeting about he was thinking that maybe Robin was the cowardly lion because he was afraid of love. And then, you know, I'm reading into this now is right. that I think the the love interest with Regina will be painful for him. Sure. You know, say, so, you know, I, I, I care about you, but I'm afraid to love and and so in a way he's kind of a an Emma ish character, right? And you know maybe that but will so be is Regina. And and that's what I'm saying is for the first time she'll have someone that maybe feels something for someone else, and they understand each other, and they validate that mm-hmm. fear of yeah. I don't want to love, but I I care about you. It's like well I, I I feel the same way, and maybe that will bring in this love interest because right. there won't be any pressure. They're very strong individuals. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood is strong. Very. He leads his merry men. Sure. And Regina is very strong. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to kind of see how they kind of step toward this, you know, what they've hinted at, um, this uh, love interest for Regina. You know, and, and I know that it doesn't play into, you know, some of the, the fans, you know, minds. But I'm interested to see the story. Right. It's it. More than likely, is not going to be the end of the story. But no. I'm interested to see where this goes. And I don't think it's going to be anything that will happen anytime soon. I think this is going to play out over time. Because that would be how you'd forge a strong, true bond. Yep. Right? I mean, look, let's face facts. Snow and Charming, it was pretty quick, pretty sudden. But they also forged a bond between, you know, during kind of difficult situations. Yep. And there's a really good chance that Regina and Robin will do the same. Now, I will say this. I, I do think that there is a good possibility that Robin could be the cowardly lion in that he does have the lion tattoo. Right. So that would be mm-hmm. a nice little nod to that. That is, a, a, you know, certainly an option. Um, 
but we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. I mean, again, they could surprise us all and go with the most obvious thing, which is Rumpel's the Cowardly Lion. Right. And then, you know, again, it's kind of like Emma is Dorothy. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's exactly. obvious. I mean, there's obvious The things. savior, Dorothy, sure. And right. she'll put on the silver slippers because, right. you know, like we talked about, Rumpel mentioned slippers with Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And then she'll, you know, click her heels and go and take everybody home. That's yeah. more than likely going to be the final thing. That's right? a very real possibility. So, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, great. Great stuff. And um, we will continue. Let's continue. All right. Very good. Uh, so uh, we kind of touched on this. What did uh, Philip and Aurora do to have dealings with Zelina? And we kind of touched on that. Yeah, we did. Uh, and my question was, will Emma be Walsh's savior? Hmm. So I don't know. I don't think, I don't know, maybe, maybe she will. And then that would put a nice little monkey wrench, (laughs) pardon the pun, in the whole hook, bay, Emma triangle. Now I'll make it a big fat square. I I think that's kind of crazy, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I I do think it is interesting that, because I think he was honest when he said, you know, I really liked you. You know, because I was starting to like you. Yeah, I don't know. I he, don't know. He he has all, he has probably been sent on all these kind of missions to get this, to do this, to scare this, to whatever. But this one <clears throat> is kind of like you know the spy who loved me, right? The 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 thing you're not supposed to do. Don't fall in love with your mark. Don't fall in love with the person you're trying to you know steal something from, right? Or off or whatever, and you do. And I think that's what has happened. Yeah, and it's a possibility, but I still think it's kind of cliche. Yes. And so, yeah. in a in a sense, I think he was being sar- for me. It felt like he was being sarcastic, like okay. he didn't care at all, and yeah. he was be- he was being sarcastic with her. Yeah, I almost actually started to like you, and I think that was where that whole thing. It, it just. He, right. It just felt sarcastic to me, but okay. but it could be it could be genuine. It just didn't seem genuine. I think Walsh is trapped, and and I think if and if, that's a very real possibility. If he kind of is vulnerable to Emma and says, you know, <clears throat> you have freedom, I don't. I wish I had freedom like you, and I think she'll look on him like she looked on the Lost Boys and said. You know, to take a line from Indiana Jones, you know, we're leaving all of us. Mm -hmm. And that's what she did. Yeah. And there's a real possibility that that's the case. I mean, who was he before he became the flying monkey? Or has he always been the flying monkey? And she, okay. And Zelina gave him the ability to, you know, take on human form. And I I need to, I need to mention, uh, it, Walsh is Zelina's right hand monkey. So there you go. I wrote it in the title and so I'm going to use that. All right. So let's talk about uh, our good friend Eric Hansen. On Twitter. Yes. Tweeted out a couple of things. And one was that uh, he called that Walsh was um, the flying monkey. Right. Because of the arrow in the neck. Right. And also that uh, he thought that Walsh was Aurora and Philip's son. So so let's talk about that. There's there's a couple of, you know, the first thing I I thought of is that it's, it's plausible because she said, she will take revenge on her son. 
But then as we were our talking. Child. Our child. She didn't say son. She Got said it. child. But yeah. Um, he, the, the flying monkey swooped out about 10 minutes later or so in the forest. So right. either that was an earlier child or mm. anyway. Because of the fact that actually, and you're right, because you pointed out to me, because I missed it in the first, um, first time we watched it. When Walsh and Emma are sitting at the dinner table at the restaurant and he's about to propose, the camera comes from his back left shoulder, across his back, across the shoulder, and you see very distinctly a scar where mm-hmm. the arrow hit him, which is Robin Hood's arrow, which is why I kept saying that Zelina sent him there within four months of arriving right. because, again, he got he got the queen's blood when he scraped her arm, which we saw, mm-hmm. and then um, at that point in time, we don't know what happened within the next four months, but he appeared and he and Emma started a relationship. So me thinks that him being Aurora and Philip's son is a really big stretch, but I've seen them do crazier things. And the only reason I say that is because, like you said, about 10 minutes after they left Aurora and Philip, and we don't know what time passed, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't right. that long right. after they had just left, Aurora wasn't even like showing. So she didn't have the baby. Right. The- so I don't know how, I'm not, I'm not sure how they would pull that off as him being the, um, their son i'm going to couch it this way um and this is based on philip and aurora having two children we're assuming they have two children and that's that's what i'm saying if they did in fact had to have two children uh, i think one of the things that maybe they messed up before and maybe Zelina stole his childhood and made him an adult and then made him a flying monkey because we've seen that with pinocchio uh, right, the, 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 and so anyway, I'm just I'm going out on a limb. A little bit of trying a, to, it's a little bit of a stretch. I'm I just know. gonna say, look, totally, you know, totally get where based on the fact that she, you know, Aurora said she'd take it out on our child. Right, right. I totally get why that would be, you know, but I think there's a little bit of a stretch because unfortunately timeline, and I know it's magic. The show's about magic, and anything's possible. But I think that there has to be an element of realism here. So I I still you know I still think there is something there to what uh, Eric tweeted, but I totally understand where you're yeah, coming from yeah. as well. So I'm just I'm struggling only because of the timeline. Yeah, and, and and here's the other thing: when did they have the other child? They haven't I they haven't been apart. So I mean that's a tough part. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's not like been like two years since Aurora bumped yeah. into Snow and Charming, which would make sense if she to explain how she'd had another child. It hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm kind of like, I mean, for all we know, maybe that's somebody else that they knew. Right. So anyway, if we agreed all the time, we agree well, sure. most of the time. Right. But I think it's interesting to take two different sides. And sure. This is the sure. time. So again, um, very cool, Eric. Thanks yeah, for thanks that. Thanks for the... The option. Yes, absolutely. We're going to change it up just a little bit. I want to read Brad's email. Normally we do emails at the end, but I want to do his now because I want to talk more about theories and different things Mm -hmm. kind of up front, and then we'll dive into the rest of it. So this is Brad's email. 
Uh, hi, Jeff and Colleen. Here are things I learned in the episode New York City Serenade. Number one, Emma hoards food in her fridge. <laughs> it could be dangerous. And that Walsh was really, really caring for us that I threw it out. Yeah. I don't yeah. want you to get sick. Right. Uh, May have saved your life. Number two, Robin Hood smells like forest. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, it by the way. Be. Well, it, it Pine could... trees smell nice. <laughs> right. You know, I could wear little... I'm just saying. I could wear those pine things they put in cars. Let's yeah, not do that. Like that would not be okay. All right. Because I'm not Robin Hood. And I, I have to tell you, we don't talk about uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland all that much. But I tell you, I love the Robin Hood character so much more now because of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. They expand on his character so yeah. much. There was a noble speech. I don't even know what episode it was in, but I really kind of galvanized to his character. Like I really liked him. Three or four episodes. It was the... so good. Yeah, it was really good. You know, uh, anyway, but I love the exchange that he and Bay had. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and how did you do? Did you go to Neverland and find your son? It was really nice that he was kind of catching up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little bit of exposition as well as connection. So yeah. I, I'm i a Robin Hood fan. There you go. Either Either version. doesn't matter to me. The <laughs> new guy, the old guy, whatever. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, number three, Hook is not a lover of baloney. Poor Hook. Not only did he get thrown in the New York City brig, but they right. made him eat baloney horrid substance called right. baloney which i thought was very funny yeah he had some really funny lines in this particular episode by the way yep number four even a monkey can run a furniture shop well it is america <laughs> it is america well you know monkeys are supposedly really good with their hands they they've are. got hands like we do so i mean it makes sense that they can hold tools and build things they throw stuff all right so the the other thing though is that if we're kind of picking Persons to be certain characters in the once in the uh, sorry, Wizard, of Wizard of Oz story. I'm pretty sure that the Tin Man was a Tin Woodsman. Yes, he was. So, the original I mean, story, woods Tin man. Woodsman, which so. is why again Walsh to me probably is actually the Tin Woodsman. Don't know how, but we'll see how it plays right. out. Because if he's a furniture store dude, right. And she sent him there. What better way to do it than to put him into what he knows best and what he what would entice her? There had to have been some reason why she went into his furniture store. There had to be some reason why she bought that custom made whatever. And of course, mm -hmm. being a monkey, I mean, maybe he didn't have to have the woodsman skills. But even if he was a woodsman, you know, he'd know how to work with wood, and he might have had magic, and maybe he created the table with magic, knowing that she would like. I don't know. But bottom line is, it would make sense for him to be the tin woodsman. I could be crazy. But I think there's something to that. Yeah. All right. Number five. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> number five. <laughs> nobody eats Regina's porridge. Nobody. Nobody. I don't even remember that. That's, That's what she bizarre. said. Oh. Nobody sits in her chair. No, I'm going to find out who's eating my porridge. Okay. Definitely. I missed the whole porridge piece. The but I, I, do recall the, I do recall the, um, which was kind of funny because she's not Goldilocks. No, but... But it is kind of funny that she pulls lines from Goldilocks. No matter what color of her hair, nobody eats her porridge. That's it, period. Right. Right. And nobody She's sits Raven in a chair. She is. She has lovely Raven She Raven is Locks. indeed. Mm -hmm. Yes, she does. All right. We will continue. I know a lot of people are agreeing that mm -hmm. are listening to me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I will continue with Brad's email. I have also some observations and burning questions I'd like to share as well. Observations. Walsh 
has a scar uh, where Robin shot him in the enchanted forest as a flying monkey. The enchanted forest. I know. What is I, know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. It's still enchanted early. forest. Yes. Just to be clear, we are not making up names. <laughs> it's of- a ship <laughs> in forest. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, the second one. This <laughs> this one you already caught, but I thought it was awesome. Ruby in the group uh, that appeared at the beginning. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Totally forgot. I missed was, that. Yeah, I did. I missed. I totally it. missed it too because I was I not. It. I wasn't. I was focused so much on Snow and Charming and yeah. looking at Snow, trying to see. I have to admit, I was looking to see if she looked pregnant. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yes, we'll we'll get to more. A number of people pointed out the fact that you miss Ruby. Janelle on Facebook is like, oh, my gosh, Jeff, come on. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, the next item, uh, the Wicked Witch had an emerald necklace. And did we did indeed. not talk about that. But. No, I noticed it, though. And so. I was like, oh, that's a beautiful emerald. And didn't dawn on me, duh, Emerald City. Yep. And we're coming up. And is that what's left of the Emerald City? Did she destroy Ooh, the Emerald City? And that's the only question. thing that's left? That's it. Or maybe it will return. If that is used somehow magically. Right. That's a great. Or maybe that's she stole a piece of the Emerald City. And because of that, I don't know. There's something. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like that uh, Men in Black thing where the little cat has that little thing that holds the entire universe. Oh, Maybe that's the Emerald City. Oh, dude. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. So, yeah. Every once in a while. Orion. Orion's Bell. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Aurora likes Mickey Mouse. That's true. She had her little plate set up. In oh, a, yeah. In a hidden Mickey. Mickey. Hidden mm-hmm. Mickey. A nice nod to, to the mouse's uh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Parent and, company. And uh, Al Kessel from the um, Tales from the Mouse House uh, podcast, he actually Facebook status that out as well. I totally missed that. I miss Ruby. Well, I wasn't I paying attention. The, yeah, I, was, I was paying attention to, to, to the voice, and I swear I thought that was Snow. Burning questions. Could Rumpelstiltskin possibly be in Oz? I think so. I, I, I don't think it was just a promo poster that just kind of whatever. Right. I think there's something to that. Right. Who he is in Oz and how he got there and where he is right now, those are the questions. Well, and here's the interesting thing. So let's let's sidetrack, sorry, Brad, one more time. When Emma and Hook and Henry arrived in Storybrook, it was just absolutely quiet yep. nobody out nothing going on and i don't know what time of night it was if it was the middle of the night but even in most towns even quiet towns something's going on mm-hmm. nobody first place she went was to go see her parents understandable now what will be interesting is who else is she going to see when when things happen is everybody there did perhaps if in fact rumple is in oz did perhaps Bay and Belle realized that Zelina, being from Oz, would have banished him there? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Would he be there? Is that where he's going to be? I mean, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. Are there clues of the castle? I can't wait to find out. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, and also, I I don't know if I wrote this down, but I did want to say that Emma entered the town the opposite direction this time. From when she originally got there. Right. Yep. When mm-hmm. she originally came, um, she 
came from the opposite direction. Correct. Um, the, the direction that she entered was the same direction that August entered as right. well. Right. So it's almost like the stranger entrance. So in this case, she is a stranger to the town. Sure. So anyway. And so is Henry because he wasn't yep. born there. And he wasn't brought there. Yeah. Not by a bus or no. anything. Right. So also Tinkerbell was missing as well. Yes. Because they show the, the same, same gate uh, fence. Little, yes, a picket fence. For Mary Margaret's mm-hmm. yard, quote unquote. Wherever that is. <laughs> I know I know where it is. Look, love the show, but their continuity sometimes no, they gotta they gotta awful. fix that because the fact is unfortunately too many people know the town because we've all been there. Well, lots of us. Lots of us have yeah. been there and because of the fact we know that where they're showing these houses is not where they are. So yeah. Yep. Just pointing that out. So anyhow, uh, Tink being missing, I don't know how interesting or uh, how that plays into right. what we're talking right. about. Right. Because where was Tinkerbell? Right. Maybe she's with the other people in the other, you know, a couple miles away. <laughs> yeah. The tail section. Over <laughs> the tail there section. The, uh, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With so, the people carrying yeah. sticks in the back. Uh-huh, exactly. Okay. So we will continue. What does the wicked... Which want revenge on Regina for? Now, that's kind of the obvious because we have the two the two main baddies, mm-hmm. you know, meeting in the ring, right? Right. But I think you have a pretty good idea of revenge mm-hmm. for Zelina. Yeah. And I think that will because let's let's face facts. that may figure into it. If it's not the only thing, it's part of it. Well, and here's so. here's what I'm thinking is her revenge on Regina. Let's face facts. Emma killed Maleficent, destroyed Maleficent, right? Right. She destroyed Maleficent. Where was Maleficent? She was trapped in her dragon form mm-hmm. under the library. Regina trapped her there specifically yeah. in that form. Yep. So. Let's be honest. Zelina has definite reason to re- ha- um, revenge on Regina, as well as Emma. That's great. No, I I think it's great. <sighs> You're on fire. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I will continue with Brad's email. Sorry, Brad. This is Sorry. taking a long time. Uh, could Walsh have actual feelings for Emma that will surface later? I think possibly. Mm-hmm. As well as. Emma wanting to save him. Yeah, it's a possibility. Like I said, I didn't get the vibe that he was being sincere, but then I've heard them say stuff, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then it turns out I was completely mistaken. What would would be interesting is if, you know, Hook gets... Because we know that Blackbeard's coming. Mm -hmm. So if Hook kind of gets sidelined with Blackbeard, gets him out of the picture... And let's say Neil is introduced back into her life, and let's say things start to work out, but then they don't work out. Walsh has a perfect opportunity. If, in fact, he does care about Emma, which there's a possibility he could. Right. He's a perfect opportunity to right. come in like I always did in college and high school. Sure. After all, the crowd has left. Dispersed. That's right. Yeah. That's the time. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. that's that's what I think. All right. Uh, how did Hook escape the Enchanted Forest before they were cursed again? You were talking a bit about that. Yeah. Well, there's a possibility that he didn't, but because he was never part of the original curse. So let's let's think this through. Let's just kind of talk this out. If, in fact, Zelina reenacted a curse similar to Regina's, 
or even reenacted Regina's and let it go through, clearly now the opposite has happened, right? So the when Regina took it away, essentially, it put them all back in fairy tale world. That's why she and Emma and Henry had to split. If Zelina reenacts it again, because somehow she managed to get a hold of it, I don't know what, what that's all about. But if she manages it, she, it reverses it back again and puts them back in storybook. Hook was never part of the original curse. So my thinking is that he he has escaped it because he's he's already figured out another way to get to New York and outside of there. But he can get into Storybook because, again, he's part of that world. He yeah. was born in that world, but he's not in that curse. That's the only thing I can think of because I can't, I can't imagine that he was part of the curse and then managed to somehow get out of it because he wouldn't remember himself, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think there's that. But again, now that they're back... And they do remember who they are. Now they're in Storybrooke and they remember who they are from their real, you know, fairy tale world. It's a real interesting he, dynamic. He has got to be outside of it somehow because he, he knew everything. He knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, he knew what was going on. Yep, yep. And he said he got a message that, you know, so who gave him the message? That's another good question. That's a very good question is who gave him the message? Mm-hmm. How did he get that message? So, yep. yeah. Very good. Thank you so much, Brad, for that awesome email. You want to know who I think gave him the message? Regina. Because Regina would yeah. know that he is he has gone off to try and get Emma. And maybe because she found out that he's gone off to try and get Emma and Henry back and give them back there, she may have been able to give him, you know, the remembering potion. She may have been able to give him the the message of what's going on. And because maybe she's kind of trapped because we know Snow and Charming are back. Is she back? Where's everybody else? Who yeah. else is back? I'm assuming they're all back. So if that's the case, Regina knows who she is. Does she? Is she sitting in her mayor's house? You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many, so many possibilities right now. And I am interested to see where it all goes. Me too. This here be the social media squawks. And that includes comments on the blog as well. Just saying. So now let's dive in to all the wonderful people who have tweeted and Facebook status and commented on the blog. Really, thanks so much for that. Karen on Twitter tweeted mm-hmm. that uh, it was Mrs. Cuse that was Henry's babysitter. Hmm. Now, now let me let me explain. First of all, sometimes I don't hear that good. Right. But all I heard was Mrs. Q. Right. But see, the, the way the line was, Mrs. Cuse said. Right. But if you say it in a normal Mrs. Q pass, said. right. It exactly. Said, it, like Mrs. Q said. Right. But if it is so. Mrs. Cuse, then in fact, that's a nice little tip of the hat to Carlton Cuse. I, I believe it is. And, and, but, but I didn't hear it that way. But anyway, Karen did. Thank you so much uh, for yeah. that. Uh, yes. A shout out to Carlton Cuse from Lost and Bates Motel, by the way. And I think he's actually done a little bit on once too. Uh, Consulting, probably. probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, just, yep. All right. Uh, so, and also she mentioned, uh, Karen on Twitter mentioned that Ruby wore red too. She wasn't. Yes, that's right. Right, right. right. Uh, and also, uh, Karen mentioned that we saw a knight that looked similar to Sir Lancelot. In Henry's video game. Yeah. As he yeah. turned, and then we saw that really cool um, 
kind of a melding together of that shot in the video game and also Prince Charming turning around. I have to say, this is Rabbit Trail episode here, uh, that some of the coolest shots were done in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. We we the one with the when Emma's eating her dinner and they pan around the back of her head and then it's gone. There's a lot of really cool Spielberg esque shots that cut uh, and move the episode along. Mm-hmm. These were not normal average cuts, right. and it was very very well done. And I have to say, and again, just talking about the, the head turn and all that. It was really, really incredible. So, and kudos to the chief photographer, principal photographer, and right? And the editor. And the editors. Yep. yep, very good. And the directors, of course, mm-hmm. and the producers. All Day Tammy from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi there. And Manny um, posted on our blog that Walsh referred to Pat Walsh, who played the head flying monkey. Nice. So. A little shout out to which Wizard again, of Oz film. yeah, that's a great that's a great thing. And I and again, I had a feeling the name Walsh meant something, but I wasn't sure if it was a character or a, an actor or whatever. So that's really cool to know that that was the head monkey. Which again, he appears to be the head monkey. Yes, and I also had a funny thought if uh, Emma went through and married uh, Walsh, what kind of bachelor party would that be? You know, just crazy flying monkey wild. I don't want to think about that. All right. Uh, So Manny also commented on the blog, uh, which you can go and read all his awesome comments on onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 207, uh, that there was another mirrored line in New York City Serenade. Emma said, just because you believe something, believe something doesn't make it real. And Henry said... Back in the pilot, that's exactly what makes it real, and you should know. And Emma said, why is that? And Henry said, because you're in this book. So the line awesome. that Emma said yeah. basically hook. shut up Hook. Right. But when she said it to Henry in the pilot, Henry goes, no, it does work because you're in this book. Right. So he did not have that. But that's uh, why he turned around and said, look, just go to this address right. and you'll, yep. you'll, you'll know. I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't realize that, that that was the same. I knew it sounded familiar, but I just sound like I'm having trouble talking all of a sudden. It sounded familiar, but I just didn't know where I'd heard it from. Manny is incredible. He, he yeah. is a, you know, as good as I think I am about things, mm-hmm. Manny is the man. Oh, and, yeah. and I, I, Tip my hat to him. We have a few listeners uh, that are pretty amazing. Oh, absolutely. Remembering details. I mean, Manny's one of them for sure. But right. we've got a couple of others that are like, wow. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have started to mention names because there are a bunch of folks yeah. that are just incredible yeah. at remembering things and yeah. uh, knowing some things. some pretty awesome listeners. Absolutely. We love all our listeners. Mwah. We do. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> he also mentioned that uh, the punch you in the face also occurred in the episode Broken. Oh, okay. So Emma said, maybe I don't need answers. Maybe I just need to punch you in the face to gold. Nice. So <laughs> poor gold. He gets I bad stuff happening. I miss him so much. Uh, Manny also wondered if Jamie Chung uh, would be the character that dies. That's a possibility. Mm, mm. That That's a possibility. You, yeah. You never know. Also, I want to say hello to Chuck. 
Chuck left a comment on the blog, and he says he's uh, listened uh, for a long time and watched once from the beginning. So thank you, Chuck, mm-hmm. for this. Uh, and he also pointed out that Ruby was in the Storybrooke gang. Yeah. And uh, so thanks for that, and thanks for listening. I, w- I saw her name in the credits, so I was kind of expecting her to speak, but then I thought, mm, maybe they were going to... We should have known, we because known. that's kind of a clue. I know. Yeah, definitely. I know. I, I totally like forgot because yep. I was so engrossed in what was happening. I completely and the whole Walsh episode, you know, the whole Walsh thing. I'm like, uh, mm, yeah. Kendra wondered um, if Ruby may have been CGI, and I, mm. I watched it a couple of times. It's possible. Maybe I, they just kind of said, okay, she couldn't be here, but she can go to the stage let's film her and, and green screen her and i don't know i mean that would be a great question for adam for yeah sure. that would so. be interesting it looked like she was really there it was really i mean most of them were just kind of standing in the background not saying anything because they didn't have any lines but um you know i suppose that's a possibility i have a feeling she really was there though amanda on facebook uh, mentioned the parallels not only with the pilot but with the episode tallahassee leap of faith trust Yes. Um, there are parallels that are also different, like when Emma chains Hook, but this time she comes back for him. When yes. in um, Tallahassee, she left him chained yeah. up. Yeah. So, uh, Cindy on Facebook, we have a lot of great Facebook folks, yeah. too, uh, wondered why Henry didn't think it was strange for Emma to run off with the pirate guy. Uh, she also wants to know the full story of how Hook found Emma in New York. Us, too. Yep. Uh, also, she was happy to see that Neil and Bill haven't given up on finding Rumple. I don't. I agree. I don't think they would ever give up. Yeah, I think they're always going to. Uh, well, yeah. Because now, see, Bay is in the Rumple position. Yeah, finding uh, the father instead of the the father finding the son. It's the son finding the father. It's very so. similar, and we were talking about mirrors. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, it's almost what's happened now with this is exactly what happened in, or similar to what happened in um, the book through the looking glass, because Alice in Wonderland was the first book, first half of the book. Then you had through the looking glass and through the looking glass was everything was backwards, but it was a mirrored reflection of what was happening in the, Hmm. in the real world. It's a mirrored reflection in, you know, the looking glass world. So I think that's kind of a, what we have going on here is that we're, you know, what happened in the, from season one up to this point, we're now going to have a mirrored reflection of that. Yep. Very good. Thanks to all who uh, posted, tweeted, and uh, left comments on the blog. We really appreciate all of that. Yeah. It makes the show much more cooler. So thanks for that. Hi, <laughs> Captain. I see some email coming our way. All right. Uh, this is from my Hi, my. <laughs> Thanks so much for the email. Uh, so I'm going to kind of give little snippets here and there uh, of uh, what was in her email. She's actually sent two. Great stuff, but I'm just going to give little bits. Uh, the other big episode... Uh, this episode parallel was Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. The Outlaw Queen is parallel to Captain Swan. Um, the scene in the part is basically the same as the scene in the Giant's Lair. Collins um, even had the same tone, moving 
uh, Hook moving Emma's hair back. Mm-hmm. Robin and Belle. I adored the reunion. It was so adorable, and I totally want more of them. I agree. Mm-hmm. Daddy Charming, I was so happy that it was David who opened the door because I think Emma and David at that moment, or, well, at that moment, uh, going home happened had a closer relationship than Emma and Snow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could see both of them terrified that the other didn't remember them and relief and realize that they both remembered and Emma actually hugged back. Right. Um, not only she used the words, uh, hook found me mm-hmm. in front of charming. Yeah. So, you know, I find it interesting. Um, uh, my, my comment to that is an extension of charming and snow always finding each other. Oh, yeah, but also she was the lost girl. Yes. And yes. found, lost mm-hmm. and found. So, uh, Dad and daughter needed some bonding time because it had been kind of difficult. Sure. Uh, Dad had been very protective of Emma and unsure of Hook. But this proves that Hook can be trusted and does care about Emma. Yeah, yeah. So. That's awesome. Hook did a, did a good thing. He did. As, as happy, and I'll continue with uh, bits from her email. As happy as I am for the Charmings baby, all I could think about was a scene in the pilot uh, where talking about her foster parents sending her back. Her adi- her entire attitude changed when she saw snow. It was like she closed up a bit again. Hmm. Um, my thing is, I think there's going to be some sibling rivalry, I think. Well, I think it's going to be awkward for her because, yes. I mean, they're going to mm-hmm. focus on the new baby. Yep. And she just got I mean. them. And I don't know if it'll necessarily be jealousy or rivalry, but I think there will be definitely some challenges for them in their relationship as far as, you know, they figured they would never see her again. So, And they don't even remember what happened or how it happened. So I think that's kind of a funny thing. Remember the echo cave? Yeah. Awkwardness? Yeah. That's what I meant. I didn't mean sibling oh, okay, rivalry. Gotcha. I meant there was going to be an awkward... Well, yeah, because you have to, you have to think about it. Right. You have to think right. that Emma, you know, of course, just got her parents back and had to leave them again. And, you know, and she even said it, you know, after she threw Walsh off the roof or monkey, monkey boy off the roof. Right. She, when Hook was up there, she's like, you know what? I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I, clearly, you know, what I wanted for myself, uh, it's not going to happen for the savior. So I think she's yet again now faced with this. Okay. Well, I'm reunited with my parents. Woohoo. And then she saw Snow come down the stairs, very pregnant. And I think that is going to play real interestingly into the whole scenario. Yep. All right. Um, so Henry and Emma, I will continue with uh, a bit from uh, Maya's email. Henry and Emma, I love their relationship. It was so domestic and it was perfect. Breakfast, video games, talking. And best of all, he knows what Neil did. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was, I thought it was interesting because the only reason they know about Neil is because Emma has Henry. Right. As far as the memories things right, go. Right, right. Because she just doesn't have any memory of Storybrooke. Right. So Henry has yeah. no memories of Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. As far as he's concerned, he's been with Emma the whole entire time. Yep. And same thing for her. But she knows how she got him, which is that she got pregnant and then Neil left her. Because he let her take the fall. But then the, true, uh, but then the fire thing and all that stuff in Boston, that was not, you know. Again, it's so, that mirrored reflection. Yeah, now yeah. that we're in this alternate universe, sort of, so to speak, it's a mirrored reflection of what really happened. 
which again, the, um, the mirrors show you things backwards, right? right? Right. So in the first half of this series, when she explained who Henry's father was to him in season one, she said that he was a fireman, he was a hero. Mm-hmm. In this one, she paints him out to be a villain. Yeah. She lets him believe that he's he's a rat, you know. Yeah, I know. That's great. No, no, no. That's perfect. Anyway. Um, I will continue with uh, Mai's email here. That's going to come into play about Neil uh, later because when he gets his memories back, when Henry gets his memories back, he's going to realize why his mother lied the first time around. I really do think it's going to be Henry to spill the beans to the rest of the family about the jail thing. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to mention that Mai is part of a Captain Swan podcast. It's on iTunes. Okay. Uh, and uh, so if you love Captain Swan, mm-hmm. that's the place to be. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hello, this is Don Juanito, and these are the voicemails. And I just played that with my feet. Don Juanito is very talented. He is. He is very talented. He's very talented at the most unique things. Yes, indeed. Uh, our first voicemail is from our good friend Tyler. Take it away, Tyler. Hey, everyone. It's Tyler. Um, oh, my goodness. This episode was amazing. I don't think I've been this impressed with an overall beginning to a story arc maybe since the pilot um this one was absolutely amazing um but one of the things that i noticed in it right off the bat that i was surprised that didn't get mentioned in the first thoughts but hopefully i wasn't the only one that noticed it is um the hidden mickey on the picnic table um there were plates set up in the hidden mickey shape and i, I mean Maybe the reason I noticed it so quickly is because I had just been at Disneyland on Haunted Mansion and been seeing that one for a week, but um, that one caught me very quickly. And then I did also love all the parallels to the pilot. Um, I mean, they were all over the place in this episode. Um, I can't wait to see what's to come because this is one of the coolest um, stories, in my opinion. The Wizard of Oz is one of my favorite tales of all time, so I can't wait to see what all they're going to do with it, and I'm very curious to see about why the Wicked Witch of the West is saying that she wants revenge. I want to see this now. Okay, talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you so much, Tyler. And we are with you. I I want to see that as well. What's going to happen and what's going on? Mm -hmm. We talked a bit about the revenge as well. We did miss the hidden Mickey. Don't take my Disney card. Just my Disney fan card. I want to keep that, mm-hmm. but I, I missed it because I got I got Megan Ori calling me on the phone. How could you miss me in the episode? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't you wish? Yeah, I wish. But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see as well. And I do think it was a good first episode for the arc as well. So thanks for that voicemail. And this voicemail is from Brad. Here we go. 
Good day, mates. It's Brad calling in to say it's great to be back aboard the Jolly Winter again. New York Serenade was an excellent episode to come back to after the hiatus. Now we have the best of both worlds, with everyone back in the Enchanted Forest and back to a cursed storybook once again. I wasn't feeling the whole Walsh as the new boyfriend because I feel like we already saw that with Tamara. Also, we didn't need to make matters more complicated with the love square. I don't even know if that's a thing. The flying monkeys from The Wizard of Oz have got nothing on this new version. It reminded me of the creature on the plane of the Twilight Zone movie. This new flying monkey was terrifying and looked like some of the best CGI to date. It looks like there's only one of them, though, so that's a good thing. I mean, could you imagine a whole fleet of those coming after you? No, thank you. I was really impressed by Regina in this episode. I am so over her chasing snow and charming all the time. Regina has come so far as a character that the villain role for me is a step backwards. I enjoy how they are finding ways for her to be softer but not weaker. I am with happiness because it was the absence of it that turned her evil in the first place. She is now searching for true love, dealing with the hurt of giving up Henry, and actually fighting for something that's worth it. I love how everyone is rallying around her also to give her a second chance. It shows what real family is all about, and is it a lot more compelling than just the queen being evil. It was nice to see that given the opportunity, Emma chose to tell Henry the truth about his father. This showed tremendous growth in her character and how this time together has really strengthened their relationship. Emma had the chance to stay in a life where she was happy, but she decided to give it all up. Deep down inside, she knew it wasn't true, but this manufactured life was perfect. The reality that she gave up Henry was not something she could run from. It would eventually catch up to her someday. The same thing with Regina. No matter how far she put her heart into the ground, she had to find a way to deal with her feelings, no matter how badly it hurt. Now, we may not drink potions or rip our own hearts out, but we do try and find happiness by burying our emotions and feelings, hoping it will just get better if we ignore it. As we saw with Emma and Regina, this may work for a while, but eventually we need to wake up and face reality. Now that Emma's eyes are open again, the struggle will be trying to get Henry to believe. He's a whole year older now, and believing in magic doesn't seem as prominent as it used to be with him. Without Mr. Gold or a portal, the town will have to convince the heart of the truest believer. My, how the tables have turned. Lastly, I'm curious to know who is in Storybrooke and who has been left behind. It would make a great story if Regina was being held captive by the Wicked Witch and the group didn't remember what had happened to her. Or if she is in Storybrooke, maybe everyone has their memories except for her. Whatever the Wicked Witch did, I feel it will be especially bad for Regina. The second half of this season is kicking it off right, and I can't wait to see more. Take care, guys. Thank you Thanks. so much, Brad. Yeah. Great, great thoughts. Yeah. He echoed some stuff. I, I hadn't heard that voicemail, yeah. so I think yeah. that's kind of funny that he and I had similar thoughts on a couple of things. But, yeah, I do agree with him. I think there were some fantastic points in there. And uh, bearing our feelings, you know, we do the same thing, even though we don't physically rip hearts out and, you know, bury them. But, yeah, I, that's fantastic. Yeah, he... He really reflects the show the way I do is that we all love the story and we love the characters, but there's this connection, this emotional connection mm-hmm. of these themes that come out yeah. and we get to look at things that aren't in us, but they are. Right. Uh, fantastic. And also mm-hmm. the great thought about uh, Regina being yeah. um, imprisoned or captured and or, no one remembers. Or more importantly, that she's the only one in, who, in town who doesn't remember who she is, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's kind of an interesting... Yeah. That would be a really interesting mirrored plot twist. 
Yes, and that's, uh, I kind of like that idea. I kind of hope that's what they go, where they go with it because I think it'll be interesting to try and convince her that she is who she is. Hmm. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Wow. That's great. Uh, thanks again, Brad, for everything and uh, yeah. voicemail. It's so fantastic. All right, so we're coming into a landing here for our main show mm-hmm. uh, for New York City Serenade. Uh, tomorrow we have a new episode, and uh, we are uh, very interested in seeing that as well. Yep. And I want to remind everybody is that this is a free podcast. We don't ask that you pay for it. Uh, the one thing that we do ask is that if you do any Amazon shopping, that you please use our link to Amazon. It's our Amazon store. It's store.onceuponatimepodcast.com. And if you use that link and you go there and you do your Amazon shopping, we get a small percentage. Teeny tiny, but yeah. Which helps uh, buy things for the podcast and other things. But that's what we ask for you to do. You're going to probably do some Amazon shopping anyway. So that's what we ask. So please use that uh, for us. Also, tweet while you listen. Uh, we could always use a um, five-star review mm-hmm. and a kind rating on mm-hmm. iTunes. That would be wonderful. Uh, please subscribe and uh, get connected with us. And if you're new, welcome. Yeah. And if you're a listener from the beginning or last year or last week or last month, welcome back. Thanks so much. We appreciate all of you. I want to send big love out to everybody. And uh, remember, take what you need from it and pass it on to somebody else. That's what it's about. Yep. And uh, until until we meet again, we will meet again during the first thoughts for the next episode. Take care, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. See you. Bye. Mates, thank ye for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657 333 0626. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs>